Hello and welcome to Bayhem, the Michael Bay Talk from Society retrospective. I'm your host, Marcelo Pico, and I'm not alone here. With me are my co-hosts, Mike Schindler. Hello, Mike. Hey, how's it going? And Diego Crespo. Hello, Diego. Hello, thank you guys for having me on for this. I'm really excited. We are each co-hosting this show, and I have a lot of energy <laughs> because it's a Michael Bay podcast. I'm screaming into the mic. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, so what are we doing here, guys? Um, well, we, we decided to do a podcast covering the films of Michael Bay leading up to his new feature film debuting on Netflix, Six Underground. Um, as of this recording... Uh, on March 31st, we have no idea when it's coming out. <laughs> um, uh, as is Netflix, keeping things in the dark. But hey, if all goes according to plan, all of the episodes that we have recorded will drop on the day in which the movie drops. Okay? That's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, why Michael Bay? You know, why us? I, I, uh, in this intro episode, we're going to talk about that, okay? Our, I guess our general thoughts on the man, on the films, and why we're doing this, and why we consider ourselves fans of his. But first, who are we? Mike. Who are you, Mike? <laughs> um, I, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> it's a hard question. I'm a, I'm a guy who saw The Rock when he was 16 years old because... I forget what was coming out. The week before was Mission Impossible. The week after was something else which I was looking forward to more than The Rock. And I had nothing to do that week. So I went to see The Rock and it blew me away. And ever since then, I've considered Michael Bay to be sort of like the gold standard when it comes to blockbuster filmmaking. And uh, that's that's why I'm here. That is a grand statement. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Diego? Uh, I I'm fascinated by Michael Bay. I think, for better or for worse, he's the most American filmmaker we we have. And Bad Boys Two is kind of the Citizen Kane of Michael Bay movies. I, I could write a book on, on Bad Boys 2, and I guess we're going to talk about it at some point. So I will withhold most of my things I have to say about that. But um, that that defines me, that film, in a, in a way I'm not entirely proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if this could have easily been a 14-part Bad Boys 2 uh, series. I would not have minded that. As for me, I mean, I'm kind of on the same page with Diego with Bad Boys 2. Um, each time I watch it, it's it blows my feeble mind. And it's it's easily, for me, one of the best action movies ever made. Um, that's a grand statement in and of itself. But Michael Bay, the person, I mean, I've always been fascinated with him. He certainly knows how to shoot a movie. I mean, I admit, like, he shoots some of the best action like in movies ever, but uh, him as a person, him as a filmmaker, him as a personality, that's what I kind of want to dive into with this series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to read up more about the man and, um, uh, you know, where he's coming from as a filmmaker, because some of what he puts in his movies is questionable. So, and I'm eager to talk about that uh, in this series too. 
Oh, I mean, what else can we say about our, our, our appreciation for Michael Bay? I mean, you, Mike, you said that The Rock was your first Michael Bay, right? Yeah, it was. I hadn't seen Bad Boys at that point. I didn't really have any interest. And, you know, 96 was the first summer where I was like, I'm seeing everything. You know, I saw Escape from L.A. that summer. That, that was another one, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, The Rock, it really just kind of impressed me with how skillfully directed it was right i mean it, it looks gorgeous the performances are outstanding you know the script is really good and i just it, it was like one of those things where i mean that movie got a criterion release right yep <laughs> it's like wow you know the, that was one of the movies which kind of like taught me that like an action movie like a big popcorn summer blockbuster thing could be like a, a a legit piece of art you know it doesn't have to be something that plays at sundance in order for it to be a, a masterpiece it could be a movie about you know a bunch of navy seals trying to get their recognition and their pensions or whatever it is that they're doing in that movie you know it, it's it's okay it's okay to make a movie like that i mean i'm sure mike you own the Criterion editions of The Rock and Armageddon, right? Yeah, on, on DVD. I didn't get the Laserdisc, but I, I do have them on DVD, yeah. What about you, Diego? Uh, I do not, and I think they're never going to put them back into print, which is honestly disgraceful. Don't try and hide it, Criterion. People want them. <laughs> I would buy the Blu-ray version of them. I would do it. Come on. I, I got I to gotta sock up on my Criterions. I don't have that many, so let me support you. Let me give you my money. <laughs> That that Armageddon one is actually pretty valuable these days because it's the only way you can get the director's cut and ever will because apparently the footage was damaged after the fact. Oh, wow. That is insane. So. Uh, I uh, am lucky enough to live uh, near a video store, Vulcan Video, and also I Love Video. Two video stores that I hope to God still have copies of Armageddon and the Rock cr- Criterion Editions, and I will be renting those and watching them for the show. And um, uh, I'll tell the story again, I think, on the Armageddon episode. But I did buy the Armageddon Criterion, um, and I uh, sold it soon after. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I made a grave error back, what, like fifteen years ago. But no, I, I'm I'm eager to to see that that uh, director's cut and also watch the commentary because apparently that's batshit crazy and it has a john schwartzman's story he tells the story about how he got into film school and that's you know one for the ages right there so So i'm eager to dive into it so okay um we got to your first mike Uh, diego did you mention what your first michael bay movie was it was bad boys 2 i'm it's all coming back to me uh i was it was a sleepover (laughs) at uh my friend Nick's house when we were in middle school and uh, they had a bootleg version of Bad Boys 2 but it was one of those like high quality bootleg versions we weren't just a bunch of middle schoolers who were like oh yeah Will Smith Martin Lawrence that's funny and then lo and behold you know that movie unleashed onto our fragile uh, undeveloped minds probably informs a lot of who I am today and that's not something I'm proud of again um, <laughs> but it's it, it changed my life <laughs> Oh, I I bet. <laughs> um, but for me, uh, I mean, I 
I knew of his work leading up to Armageddon, but it was Armageddon for sure. The summer of 1998. That's when the movie came out. All right, 98. Yep. Yeah, that summer was um, uh, formative for me, and I I'm pretty sure I saw it in a theater. I I sw- it's kind of fuzzy, but. I remember just watching the trailers over and over, kind of being obsessed with the movie beforehand. And since then, yeah, I've grown to love Armageddon. It's it's one of my favorites. I understand it's it's not a perfect movie. I sold the goddamn Criterion for God's sakes. But coming around to it over the years, I'm like, yeah, it's it's fucking insane. But I love it to death, and I can. You know, recite to you the Aerosmith song, and uh, I've done so in karaoke, and and, and yeah, uh, it has it holds a special place in my heart, Armageddon. So that's my first, that's, that's my cherished one. Uh, but again, I mean, we're not going to reveal our favorites, even though I think some of us already did. You know, right? <laughs> this is the intro episode. This is also the first time the three of us have ever podcasted together uh, on a show. Or I mean, Mike and I mean, real quick. For those who don't know, me and Mike, we hosted a Steven Soderbergh podcast. Or, I mean, we still do it whenever he makes a movie. So Yeah, so it's like a weekly show, basically. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> Check out our, our, our episode on The Laundromat coming soon. And also, Diego and I have podcasted before. I mean, we the last thing we did was a, a Miami Vice commentary for my my weekly show so yeah uh, <laughs> and, and uh i mean the three of us doing this i think it's a perfect fit okay sure we may be like three dudes <laughs> mm. but i think i think we bring different perspectives for sure um because uh, mike i mean you worked or you still work into 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 theater business right you've got some per- perspective there right yeah 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 i i mean i the only time i ever worked on in the in the industry or whatever with Michael Bay movies was was as a projectionist, but you know, yeah. but actually, yeah, no, I mean, some of the like when we get to Transformers, that was like the first time that like they ever shipped out movies with locked cans and everything. So I'll tell you all about that stuff. Yeah, I am, yeah. I am for one looking forward to that. I'm yeah. not, I'm not even joking. <laughs> no, it's, it was a weird, a weird weekend. Yeah, and, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you that I can tell you a story about how. um just watching uh, Transformers and IMAX was a unique experience. It's not really a story. It's an anecdote. My pants shook. <laughs> 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 the The base in the theater was so, so high up that it shook my pants every time my robot fell on, uh, on the ground. Um, and I remember that distinctly. One of the best experiences of my life. Um, <laughs> and Diego, you bring the perspective as being, I think you're the youngest of us, of the three of us. Right? I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, here's a question. Have we all seen every single Michael Bay movie? Hell yeah. Yeah. Of course Mike <laughs> has. Opening day for everyone since The Rock. <laughs> Wait, is that is that true? Yeah. I respect that a lot. Or or pri- or prior to opening day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh so here's my reveal. Uh I have seen every one except one. Oh, do we get to guess which one? Yes, please guess which okay. one. Okay, uh, you go first, Diego. Transformers: The Last Night. No, I saw that one. I saw that one because uh, somebody was giving out the digital code, and I downloaded that code and watched it that night. <laughs> and <laughs> I missed it in theaters. Uh, any other guesses? That I mean, that's the good bet. Um, but if that's not it, then I guess I would have to say the island. That is correct. Oh. All right. 
I miss yeah, the island. You, you and everyone else. Yeah, that's so. a big blind spot for people. What, what, what's up yeah. with that? I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about it once we get there. But yeah, it's one I always forget that he directed. It's it's weird. It's 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 his one movie because I for sure as hell I've seen Pearl Harbor more times than I like to admit. <laughs> I uh, director's uh, cut. Yes. <laughs> Wait, is that is that I, version I, longer? Oh yeah, it's like three hours. Oh yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> that 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 was my my demo one of my demo discs for my old um, DVD system. Uh, and yeah, I also sold that disc. Uh, a year or two later <laughs> when I was, was just cleaning out my collection. Um, but yeah, I've seen Pearl Harbor a few times. I mean, I'm the rest of them. I mean, I love a lot of them. Uh, do you want to talk about the Transformers movies in general? Because uh, we were talking about this off mic, man, those movies. Well, I guess this is what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. As much as I'd love to talk about the Transformers movies, we're literally going to spend four episodes talking about the Transformers <laughs> movies. So maybe as not to tip our hand or whatever, you know? You know what I mean? I was gonna say I was gonna say, do we have any regrets so far? <laughs> Actually no, because I think we can get some mileage out of at least aspects of each of them. Cause even though okay, they're yeah. relatively similar, little Wait. things are different enough where it could be like, okay, let's dive into that. Let's let's unpack whatever the fuck that was about. I said I, four, but it's actually five, isn't it? Yep. Jeez. Okay. Oh, dear, dear well, there God. You go. Even even Mike, hardcore <laughs> Michael Bay fan, forgets how many there were. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just saw that the there's a sale on the 4K discs. Um, uh, last I checked, they're fifty bucks for yeah. five movies. Yeah, I I saw that on iTunes and I almost got it just because I knew that I'd have to watch them all again for this thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I had the same thought. I uh, we'll see. We'll see if I shell out fifty bucks to watch. All five of those movies. Although, uh, again, not to tip the hat, you know, they're not all bad. But no, no, they're not. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Question mark. Question mark. Exclamation um, point. Everything in this podcast <laughs> will have an exclamation point. By the way, <laughs> nothing will be revealed until you actually listen to the episodes, listeners. <laughs> um, I, I will, I will. Th- this is a good segue. Um. On on the topic of yeah sure we're not all gonna you know unanimously like all these movies um, but it's important to to go back well it's important for this series to go back not skip any to watch them to discuss them um, it's something that uh, me and Matt Curion talked about on an episode of the podcast uh, he and I did where we talked where we where he pitched originally a Michael Bay podcast. And I have to, I have to give some credit to him on why we're here. Uh, he was originally going to be a, a part of this, but he had to back down. Uh, all love to Matt Curion. But then, you know, a few weeks after that, after, after a few weeks after Matt originally pitched the idea for a Michael Bay podcast, Mike Schindler came along and also pitched an idea for a Michael Bay podcast. So, yeah. Um, I And then me as, as, as the editor-in-chief of Talk from Society, I was like, sure, let's do it. Let's put my and I'll be a host because I'll, I I, I want to put myself through this. Okay, uh, I I seriously here's what here's my plan. I seriously want to go to each movie the same way I did with Spielberg and Soderbergh. Okay, I want to do I want to do some research. I want to read up on interviews. I really want to know what's what's behind this guy's mind. Okay, that's my quest. You know, for fourteen episodes for fourteen movies. By the end of it, I want to just have a definite opinion of where his head is 
Um, do you guys think I will accomplish this mission? No. But <laughs> not, not, no. not not because of you. I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna be because you're you're not a hardworking dude. You're gonna you're gonna put a lot of effort out there, and you're gonna find a lot of interesting little nuggets. And I'll, I'll withhold the full reason why you will not succeed, but it is 100% not going to be on you. Okay. Gotcha. What, what about you, Mike? What do you think? I mean, I, I just, I just want an excuse to watch the rock again. No, I mean, he's a super weird guy, right? And I mean, you read some of his interviews and everything like that. And there's, I don't, there's weird stuff going on there he's he does everything full throttle you know what i mean and uh that's one of the things that i like about him but it also makes for some really weird behind the scenes stuff for sure and that i'm looking forward to to the extent of how weird he is i will find out yeah um that also brings up something else because when when you're saying that mike uh this popped into my head didn't he do like a i forget what the commercial was for Maybe it was like MasterCard or I don't know, and you might know this, Mike. But uh, he did the commercial, and he's and it's it's just like that, just like you said, like to the extreme. Uh, he just pushed everything to eleven. And I guess my question is, like, yeah, he started that commercial. I'm not sure if he directed that commercial, but he has plenty of side projects that he's done over the years, including commercials, music videos, right? Oh yeah. Um, uh, how far do we do we want to get into this? Do we want to touch on like his side projects, like his like uh, his shorts, his commercials he shot? Mike, what do you think? I mean, I would absolutely one hundred percent love to do it, but the the fact of the matter is, he's done so many of them. Like, I think it would be damn near impossible. And he was working on them for so long before he even started directing. I mean, episode zero should essentially be like just a billion music videos and then that that uh one um playboy special that he did and uh then a billion more music videos and a couple of commercials right so yeah. i just i i would love to do that but unlike soderbergh or most other filmmakers i just don't know that we can do anything that would be anywhere near comprehensive you know what i mean yeah, so I think I think you make a good point. What about you, Diego? Is it is it, should we just stick to the films themselves? I think we can stick to the films, but if if you if we ever like come across like oh here's a something I noticed in like my my further reading, I guess you could, we could say it is uh, if we if we individually want to look into it, I think I don't think that would hurt, and then we could like kind of see where maybe he experimented with some techniques or format. On a commercial or a music video, you know, uh, I think I think of like like David Fincher had a lot of really great uh, yeah. marketing stuff that that informed his eventual film work. I was I was going to bring up Fincher because I at one point was going to do a project um, covering all of his work, uh, attempting to cover all of his work, and I and I made a spreadsheet of all his music videos. There were a lot, but yeah. going back and watching those, it informed a lot. Yeah, like. Like Diego just said, it informed a lot of his feature film work. Um, what, but what are some prominent Michael Bay music videos? I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, Mike. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff for like Meatloaf and stuff like that. 
I mean, I, I would say that his commercials are are probably more noteworthy than his music videos. But I mean, okay. he has done a billion um, music videos. Tina Turner. I'm, I'm just looking on his uh, thing. Divinal. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, there you go. I touched myself by the divinals or divinals, whatever they're called. Divinals. Is that what they are? Like that's pretty pretty iconic, you know. And I mean, if you're thinking about like who would you get to direct that video, I mean, Michael Bay, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Faith Hill, you know. I mean, that just seems to make perfect sense, you know, things like that. But I mean, like you look at his commercials. I mean, like he did the original Got Milk commercial. He did. Okay, yeah. He did the original Budweiser Frog commercial. He wow. did um, like basically like every single Victoria's Secret commercial. And then he did, there's one which I was just, this, this, okay. Like when, when I was, when I was a projectionist, we would get like these ads to run like in front of movies, you know, and we'd have to like put them on there and everything. And one time we got one for like Chevy or something like that. And I'm watching this commercial, which is basically just a bunch of cars like driving down the highway. And I was like, that's Michael Bay. That, there's no doubt that that is Michael Bay. It looks just like a Transformers movie, only they're not transforming. And sure enough, it was Michael Bay. He's got such a distinct style, and you can totally see it in this stuff, you know? Right. But yeah. I'm I'm fascinated with his commercial work. I am, and I I'm I, you know before we record episode one, I'm gonna try to you know, look up you know some some uh, some of his earlier work leading up to Bad Boys because hey, not to tip our hand again, we're not tipping our hand here. It's all a tease, but um, just seeing Bad Boys two again recently, I was like, yeah, he is a fully developed filmmaker, and the reason yeah. for that is because of all that commercial and music video work. He really laid the groundwork there, so. I guess let's wrap this up. Any last thoughts on Michael Bay or this entire project? Diego, you first. Uh, no, but I am I am really interested in checking out because I haven't actually seen a lot of his music video work. I, I'm probably more com- familiar with his commercials over the years. Uh, I, I think it's really interesting how people like uh, Ridley Scott and the late great Tony Scott also kind of were forged in the fires of similar uh, career risings. Uh, so I'm really interested in checking that aspect out from Michael Bay and saying like, whoa, where did this come from that grew into that for for all the, the pros and cons that that will entail? <laughs> oh, boy, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm already excited and scared uh, over these next 14 episodes. Mike, <laughs> what about you? Uh, your, your thoughts le- le- leading into the series? I guess I, I am really looking forward to that aspect of it, too, even though it's not really you know, 100% part of what we're, we're setting out to do. But, you know, like you're saying, Diego, like I, I haven't seen many of his music videos either. And there's so much of it. I mean, I mean, I know these things are short, but that's basically another movie right there, you know, with, with all of the stuff that he's done for, for other, you know, side projects and stuff like that. And I, I do think that it is fascinating and sort of like the perfect medium for him because his, movies are very much sort of like feature length commercials in a sense, you know, they're so bombastic and everything so visually oriented. So I, I I think that that's going to be really cool to see. And, uh, yeah, I am just looking forward to sort of revisiting all of these things again and just seeing how his career has evolved over time 
into what it is now, which I'm not really <laughs> sure what it is now. You know, I guess we'll talk about that too. Just where he is now as a filmmaker, um, because I mean, yeah, Six Underground. Um, well, we could talk something some about this too, uh, because his previous movie was Transformers: The Last Night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The film that has like 20 aspect ratios. Yes. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that with you, Mike. Um, and then uh, that was like, what, a year or two ago? And now he's made a deal with Netflix and he's he has Six Underground, which all I know is it's a movie where six billionaires are killing people <laughs> or some shit. I'm not even sure what the main premise is. Um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. You're going to say something? No, nothing important. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, I think I think we covered a lot of ground here. We laid out the groundwork. Michael Bay, can't wait to dive in. Before we go, I always like to do this, plugs. Um, for those listening who, who have enjoyed the last 30 minutes, where can they find us online? Diego, you go first. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash D-E-W-O-Waffles. Every bit of writing, podcasting I do is available there. But my, my main podcast hub uh, is the Waffle Press. It's my own thing I run where I do retrospectives. Uh, by the time these all start coming out, I'll have probably finished the Batman retrospective I, I started for the 80th anniversary. And um, roundtable discussions, yada, yada. I'm, I'm really excited to, to, to share more of that stuff soon. Awesome. Check that out. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, you could find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. And then you can also find me podcasting on uh, Trek.fm, doing a show called Tracks from the Edge. And on the nerdparty.com doing a show called Retro Perspective. And on my own network, FilmDamagePod.com, doing a show called Film Damage. There you go. Check that out. As for me, talk from society. If you're listening to this on the Patreon, thank you. Uh, please check out our other shows on the Patreon. And also check out our main feed. If you're listening to this on the main feed, thank you. Um, check out We Forgive You, Can't Believe It, It Pod to Be You, uh, my show, Marcelo Makes a Podcast, and so many others. Uh, listen, enjoy, talk from society. All right, that's it. Uh, as always, I don't know how to close out shows. I don't know if we, you know, end with a catchphrase or end with, uh, you know, a big sound effect like a huge explosion. Yeah, oh, a oh. huge explosion. That's usually the way to go, right? Wait, wait, yeah. Wait. So here we. You forgot your boarding pass. <laughs> wait, do we say it all at the same time? Oh, and then I don't know. I just, I just like that one. <laughs> here we go. Three, two, one. You, you forgot, forgot your, your boarding, boarding pass. pass. Yeah, sorry, I, 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 I wasn't doing that. <laughs> Explosion. <laughs> <laughs>